0: You've been learning about value investing finance just regular investment for a while now but you don't know where to go next you're getting confused about the vast amount of information on the internet you don't want to waste your time on crap information you want good information um, and reliable information in this series of videos on value investing and finance education you will find those answers to those questions and much more my name is Jason Rivera welcome to value investing and finance education hey jason here in today's case study video we're going to do an investment analysis of general electric uh, stock ticker ge before i get to that though i need to let you know you can get this series as a podcast anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms stitcher anchor soundcloud spotify itunes and more you can get this as part of the i love value investing podcast anywhere in the world for free if you like this video and our other videos make sure to like love share subscribe And hit the notification bell on YouTube so you can get all of our videos, uh, or so you're notified as we release new videos and are releasing new videos all the time. Recent case study video series we've been done investment analysis of Archer Daniels Midland for Andrew W, CVS we covered CVS Health, Ford, US still for Cody S, T-Mobile, IBM and its upcoming spinoff AT&T. Cody and ExxonMobil. I will reference those videos probably, or likely I'll reference those videos um, for specific things that I taught in those videos. For example, if something comes up about book book value, intangible assets, uh, impairments, uh, goodwill, all that kind of stuff. I'll probably reference the Cody and the ExxonMobil videos. Those are linked. All the videos that I just mentioned are linked below this. So if I reference a specific video, you can find it in the description below this. Uh, also a disclaimer before we get going, because I didn't have a disclaimer on the first set of videos and some people didn't like that. So this is for informational purposes only. I do not own stock in any company I talk about and I don't short stocks ever. So any stock I talk about is I'm going through my process Uh, that I go through for every investment I look at and this is my visual preliminary analysis checklist you can get the full checklist uh, the full written checklist to follow this process for free um, at a link at the link below and I'll tell you what that is at the end of the video okay so nothing major of note here for GE this is one indication maybe that it might be overvalued Um, I'm frankly surprised that it's dividend is so low. That's interesting for such an old company that it's dividend is so low. Nothing other than that major of note here. Hugely negative here. In the last decade, its revenues have fallen by about, what, 40, 45% off the top of my head? Uh, From 150.2 billion in 2010 to 83.9 billion in the trailing 12 month period. That is really bad. Um, (laughs) Horrific, bad, terrible, substitute your own word here, that's not good in really any sense, um, especially when you combine that with what is down here. Operating margins have cratered from 20.1% in 2010 and actually 39.4% in 2011, which are fantastic. I look for anything about 10% on a consistent basis to 0.8% in the trailing 12-month period. That's a loss 95, 99%, something like that, um in operating profits or an operating profit margin which leads to operating profits dropping from 30.2 billion in 2010 and 56 billion in 2011 to only 656 million in a trillion total month period that is devastating um is another word to use here that is again I I don't know how else to state that that's really bad um earnings per share have cratered and they've had to cut their dividend because their earnings per share and the profits have cratered so much they've had to cut their dividend from a high of 93 cents a share in 2016 to only four cents a share um, this year which again horrific if you're especially if you're a dividend investor that is terrible shares they bought back about a little bit under 2 billion shares typically that's a good thing in this case it might not be um because of their hugely negative profit or their huge falls in their profit margins revenues everything so far book value per share also cratered uh again this could be due to impairments could be to to write-offs could be due to asset sales we'll find out more with the balance sheet but typically you want to see this number going up over time because this is a kind of very basic level um intrinsic value estimate. So if this is going up over time it means or it's one sign that the intrinsic value of the company may be going up over time. if it's going down in this case drastically from 11.2 dollars per share in 2010 to three dollars and80 cents a share in the 2012 month period, um, this is a good sign that the value of the stock has or the intrinsic value, the underlying value of the stock has fallen over this time, which we will look at now with the stock chart okay we're back I had a brief pause there because my computer was taking forever so uh looks like august 25th 2000 at 59.31 per sh- cents per share 10 years ago its share price oh then it cratered from there rose a little bit in the early mid 2000s to a high of around 40 dollars per share right before the financial crisis in 2007 hit then cratered from there again and then it rose back back in 2010 its share price was $15 a share so since then it's about halved um, to $8 a share and again so huge destruction of value since in the last 20 years and a still bad destruction of value in the last 10 years not um, again really bad here and this is an indication that i kind of knew that was going to be from that or from this number the book value per share i kind of figured that was going to be from their stock chart or that's that's what showed on their stock chart sorry again pre-cash flow cratered from 26.3 billion in 2010 to 2.6 billion in the trailing 12-month period none of this is good um roic is okay At 7.1%, I look for anything about 10% on a consistent basis. They don't have any year in the last decade where they're about 10%. um, And two, one, two, three, four years where it's negative. Free cash flow to sales, again, not great. I look for anything about 5% on a consistent basis at the beginning of the decade. They were, actually until 2016, they were up or around 10%. And then in 2016, it just went negative and then it's barely recovered since then. Again, none of this is good. Uh, Good cash levels, but frankly, yeah, I'm assuming they have a lot of debt. And their cash levels are about equal with their debt levels, which is not great. And I can almost guarantee that their cash levels are so high because they raised uh, debt in the last couple quarters because I've seen that at a lot of different companies. So of the long-term liabilities, because they're such an old company, they likely have a lot of legacy... um, expenses as well things like pensions which typically aren't great either at least for the company okay cash conversion cycle we talked about this a lot in the video i did for andrew on archer daniels midland so if you're and a little bit on the last video we did on cbs so if you want to learn more about why this is such an important number go to those videos because i'm going to kind of only gloss over the points here um, but specifically go to the Archer Daniels Midland video where I, that was a longer video where I go pretty in-depth and in talking about the cash conversion cycle so in 2010 their cash conversion cycle was 15 days now it's 75 days and it hit a high of 724 days in 2012 typically you want to see this going down over time because that means the company is becoming more efficient at turning um, cash into inventory and then turning inventory into sales and then turning that sales back into more cash and then completing the cycle. The faster you turn this cycle is what it's called, is the faster you make money and the faster you can reinvest it. And essentially the more efficient you are. What this shows is from its 15 days in 2010 to 720 days, 24 days in 2012 to still 75 days in the trailing twelve month period is that they've got less efficient over time. Um, and that is shown in, It's taking longer for them to sell stuff. It's taking them 70.5 days now versus 2010. It was 42, 43 days rounded up. They have more inventory, so they're selling stuff slower, which makes sense because their sales are slower. Uh, It was 60 days in 2010 and 81 days in the trailing 12 month period while also having to pay their suppliers faster. Uh, 87 days in 2010 versus 77 days rounded up in the trailing 12 month period. Again, this none of this is good this <laughs> is not good and I, I want to get into it here but i'm not going to because i would go off on a tangent here and we'd be um another really long video so please go and reference the archie daniels midland video and the and to a lesser extent the cvs health video for more context on why this is really bad um because again i could spend two hours talking about just this one number so um i will save you from that boredom though interest coverage ratio not great here anything above one shows that with the company's current earnings it can cover the interest payments on its debt so this is good in a sense but typically you want this to be as high as possible what this means is that GEI 1.8 rounded up is that they're barely able to cover their current interest or interest on their debt payments with earnings Um, again not great debt equity also high 2.4 rounded up I look for anything at 1 or below typically for most investments assets liabilities sorry my computers slowed down again been running at snail speed all day oh so that's a bit surprising they have more cash than debt which is a bit surprising actually it's really surprising I expected them to have a ton more debt than cash based on their profitability metrics but I bet most of this cash is from raising debt um, which actually we'll look at in the balance sheet and also the cash flow statement if we need to okay cash levels rising over the last couple quarters'll make sense because of the coronavirus stuff equipment goodwill again I'm not going to talk about this here I talked about this in several videos goodwill how this is mostly useless um, I talked about this in the CBS video and I think the Cody video and ExxonMobil video Go to that for reference to why I think good, this number of goodwill is mostly useless. And I would write this off in a valuation kind of situation, which I'll talk about in a second. Oh, so I know why their debt levels are relatively low compared to their cash. Because it's from their GE finance arena, so they're marked as different, possibly. Uh, we're going to have to go to the cash flow statement. Um, I don't know. I know the GE finance division has different accounting rules than the rest of GE because it's a essentially a financial institution um so will have to go back and look at that and again i'm not going to talk about the negative the equity value being almost negative or being almost zero after discounting the goodwill again i talked about that in several other videos that i already mentioned uh cvs i think exxon cody i think i talked about all that so let's get to the cash flow statement today massive loss in um um i can't tell you what they have because they only have two years of data here so i was going to tell you what they have over a long term kind of an average but i can't because it's not here okay so impairments i mentioned impairments earlier that their book value decline could be due to impairments they had um, a huge loss in 2018 and they took 22 billion dollars of impairments in 2018 which lowered the book value per share which in in turn also lowered the intrinsic value of the company so this is one major reason why the value of the stock has continued to go down also because of the lower revenues and uh, more profits but those things caused the impairments and then the impairments along with the lower profits and revenues caused the uh, lower share price this year they've raised some cash due to gain on loss and disposals disposals of what sales of business so they sold some assets they sold 12 billion dollars worth of assets this year to raise cash as well so that's part of the reason why why they um have so much cash right now uh purchase of ppne so they purchase about was that six and a half seven billion dollars a year in ppne and this year they're down to four again largely due to decreased investments due to the coronavirus I to assume this year okay so sales of businesses purchase sale purchase acquisition because like they sold another business it looks like or multiple businesses for 24 billion dollars again to raise more cash okay and they've issued a ton of debt this year as well which again makes sense or doesn't make necessarily make sense but that's what a lot of companies have done um and they've paid down actually a substantial amount of debt they've paid down a substantial amount of debt over the long term um what is that 150 160 million in debt since 2015 which seems odd because of their complete lowering of their profits, cash flows, and revenues—that seems really weird. How Are they paying off the debt? The buying back shares—it's not the share issuances. Doesn't look like it's with free cash flow because that one, two, three—it's just been in the last five years they've paid off about 150 billion dollars in debt, and they've only earned over that time a net positive of like four billion dollars in free cash flow even if you go to their operating profits that's not even close that's like 650 60 billion dollars so how are they paying off the debt and it's not even from the debt issuances either per year because they're issuing 14 billion dollars there while they repaid 47 billion dollars in 2015. they issued 1.5 billion dollars of debt in 2016 but they paid off almost 60 billion dollars in debt and that continues for the rest of the years this that doesn't make sense whatsoever um probably sound confused because i am i don't know frankly how they're paying off this huge amount of debt about again 150 160 billion dollars of the last five years actually no i was including this so what is it about that 47 uh 105 130 actually you know it's about 160 170 billion dollars still in the last five years while they've only so super confusing makes no sense whatsoever they've paid off in the last five years about 160 170 billion dollars in debt based on the cash flow statement while only issuing about 50 no not even that 14 about 30 billion dollars in debt a little bit over that while they've earned minimal cash flows in that time while they've earned about 30, $40 billion in operating profits in that time. So I legitimately have no idea how they've been paying off the debt. Um, Like even, even if you consider that they're paying off debt, lower rate debt and with higher rate debt, the numbers just aren't even close to make up for that difference. Um, And they've been buying back shares in this time too. So these financials literally make zero sense when it comes to the cash flow statement, which is why I love the cash flow statement because it's harder to manipulate than the income statement. Um, and again, legitimately, without going into their actual financial reports, their 10Ks, um, stuff like that, I legitimately, based on these numbers, can't figure out logically how they're paying off this debt. How about, again, about $160, $170 billion in the last five years while they've earned not even close to that in operating profits and free cash flow and they're buying back shares as well um it legitimately makes no sense i can't think of a reason right now how this would be happening um <laughs> i'm trying i'm still trying to think i does this mean there's necessarily a fraud happening no um financial engineering definitely uh, but honestly i have no idea how frankly they're paying off the debt i just i just don't understand it Um, and if I can't understand it based on their cash flow statements after 14 years of experience evaluating thousands of companies I can't think of a time where I've seen this big of a discrepancy in this kind of stuff um, ever in thousands of company invested in all over the world again I can't with all the experience I can't think of how they're doing this Um, while still paying a dividend as well I just don't Again, I'm trying to scroll through here, trying to come up with an idea. And even so, their cash and cash equivalents at the beginning of the five-year period was 91 billion dollars, and it's down to 27 billion dollars in the trailing 12-month period. But even if you subtract, what is that? 60-ish billion dollars, there's still a huge gap um, of about 10, depending at the high end, 30 billion dollars to 10 billion dollars in difference um yeah again i'm struggling to um <laughs> explain what's happening here because and again this is the exact oh <laughs> this is the exact process i use every time i look at an investment when i come across something that is either interesting in a good way or interesting in a bad way this is interesting in a bad way and according to the whistleblower the whistleblower who essentially let the world know about Bernie Madoff he issued a full report in August of 2019 calling GE a bigger fraud than Enron so again I'm not going to go that far because I'm not a forensic accountant Um, but to me these numbers make zero sense just from a logic perspective and I hope I've illustrated that well as I've tried to figure this out but it just makes it just doesn't add up Um, okay well I'm gonna get off of that because again that's something else I could spend days on talking about Plus on top of that, they're overvalued here, undervalued here, overvalued here, and undervalued here. But having said that, I'm sure you can tell by now, there is zero chance I would invest in GE right now. I wouldn't buy it if I owned it. I wouldn't buy it brand new. And if I owned it, I would sell it because the numbers legitimately, I mean, they make no sense. Um, Especially when you go to the cash flow statement, when you combine that with the revenue cratering profits cratering, cash flows cratering, margins cratering over the last decade um, combined with their their, uh, share price cratering in the same time. This is not a stock I want to invest, be anywhere near investing. (laughs) There's no, there's zero chance I would invest in this stock right now um, for all the reasons I outlined. But the biggest one, yeah, all the other stuff is bad, but the biggest one is that the numbers just don't make sense when you look at the cash flow statement, which again, I'm not saying they're a fraud, but apparently other people have and the numbers don't make sense. So um, again, if I wouldn't own it in any capacity, I wouldn't buy it brand new either if I didn't own it. So I hope this helped. I hope this was entertaining. To me, it was entertaining. So I hope it was entertaining to you. If I missed something, if I didn't explain something well enough, let me know. Or if you want me to evaluate a stock like this for you, let me know in the comments below. If you're watching on youtube make sure to like love share subscribe comment all that good stuff and hit the notification bell so you're notified every time we are releasing a video and releasing new videos all the time if you're listening on the podcast make sure to like love share subscribe all that good stuff and really also appreciate a review because the more reviews views and listens we get to our content the more people we can help if you're looking for free resources on how to become a better value investor faster and evaluate stocks faster we have our free buy free gifts below which you can get the full written down version of the the preliminary analysis checklist that I just did on or I did the visual part of this you can get the full written copy of that plus four other gifts for free at at the link below you can also get our seven tips guide to picking great stocks and three times you must sell and a free copy PDF copy of my book how to evaluate us you can get all those for free at the links below if you're looking to or if you're trying to figure out how to find value and evaluate stocks faster We also have information on our masterclass at the link below as well. But until next time, have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.